forever. Dog. Uh, you know how many? I mean, you know, it's so funny because I finally did finish The Irishman. Um, Oof. Which it took yeah, me. What? what is that? Why? It took me three months. <laughs> Rona, baby, Rona. I was up at like four, like, all right, well, this thing is fine. So I finished it, and it's something that's so fascinating. Because in that movie, they referred to, I mean, very quickly, just like the blacks, I guess like the black gangsters, if you will. And it's so interesting because I know we talked about it before. As far as like classic black, I mean, because mobsters are drug dealers or like criminals. So like, as far as like, you know, organized crime movies uh, starring black people, I was trying to think about the ones that I would consider like my favorites, like classics. Uh, and then also, how often do we know about any of these actual people? Because apparently there were quite a few, especially in modern time. Like actually, like in modern time, you had Freeway, um, you had Fifty Cent, the actual Fifty Cent. I mean, you had like um, Rayful Edmonds. You had all these, all these guys uh, who are doing a lot. And it's so interesting that. We don't have a lot of movies about them, especially the modern ones. Like we don't, there's a movie we don't have any movies Cent. about it, huh? No, not that. There's, movie. 50, not there's a movie 50 about Fifty Cent. Cent. All right, you know it's I called Get Rich or Die Trying. Okay, you ain't seen okay. Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh, you know this was fun. You know I think I'm gonna head out. I think I think I think I'm gonna head out. This is fun. Um, <laughs> right. It's funny, though. It's so interesting because you talk about this, but you don't like The Wire because it's too close to home. But The well, Wire is... Okay, go ahead. No, no. I think it's... I, that, and I, I, mean, I mean, I do really mean to watch The Wire. It's just that when I was mm-hmm. in school, I went to school in Baltimore, people were like, that's not authentic. That dude didn't know us at all because I guess like people were mad that a white guy created it. Or maybe. I don't know. It was just like, mm-hmm. I want to watch it. Just everyone was like, you would be disrespecting us if you watched The Wire. And I just... Oh, interesting. I just never did it. And again, I probably will watch it if, you know, or uh, if someone gives me an HBO Go password that goes to listeners as well. DM me, I'm credentials. I would. <laughs> <laughs> DM me those credentials. <laughs> you just try to... Collect different passwords, try to get some. <laughs> I love Listen. that you're trying to solicit people's private passwords Listen, through Instagram a... DM. Listen, I haven't seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, okay? Insecure wow, coming man. back. What am I supposed to do in these streets? You think I'm gonna be a black man that ain't seen Insecure? Yeah. Come on, baby. Right. And you can't pay for them either. Whoa. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's, see, that's the thing they want you to pay. Because once I right. pay, if somebody else going to need a password. Now I'm giving my password out for somebody else to have for free. What I what? look like, huh? What I look like. A sucker? Uh, nah, like man, you're an American gangster. <laughs> no, you ain't a sucker. You're an American gangster. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you, John. I heard you. Just hear Gerard loudly typing whatever he was typing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an American gangster. <laughs> Gerard gave that no. There was just no reaction. <laughs>
no, no, I, I heard John. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he said, Well, hold on, what do I look like? Let's start the show. <laughs> John Braylock, James the third, drop Billy What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, Quarantine City. They tried to kill my wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> it's so funny. My man. The yacht hit his chest. My so man hard. was what? written in that script at all, or that just Denzel being like, "My man." Listen, he said it my twelve man. times. It's it's it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it had to be in the script. No, because I was thinking, like, I, I watched Training Day recently, and he says, my man, and that drain as well. So I was like, one of these, one of these things man. is, one of these is not scripted. My he man. just says, my man. <laughs> like, when you know he's going to kill somebody, my man. I think they knew they were writing this for Denzel, and they were like, all right, cool. <laughs> we got to put my man in there at least 12 times, or this shit ain't worth it. <laughs> it probably is. My man. I love it. Um, wow, American Gangster. We're finally reviewing it. Oh, right. Let's let's do our intros first. Yes, yes. Uh, this uh, delighted and happy voice that you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braylock. We'll get to why I'm like this in a second, but, but that's me. That's who I am, Jonathan Braylock. All right, go ahead. Uh, that was <laughs> that was disgusting. All right, wait. Let me let me since you can go high, I'm gonna go low. Uh, this subtle, smooth, uh, jazzy voice is uh, none other than Gerard Milligan. And my name is James the <laughs> Third. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. All right. Enough I'm of just going to keep hitting my Part chest throughout chest? <laughs> My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> this is an um, inside joke, but like. <laughs> When we first, when we performed uh, our astronomy club, our sketch show, and we did the George Washington Carver sketch, and I'm like, <laughs> George Carver. and I beat my chest a hundred percent because of this film, a hundred percent because of Denzel Washington in this film. That is that is where that comes from. Yo. <laughs> I'm George Washington Carver. <laughs> what? It's like, why are we what? doing it? Like, why? Like, why is this happening? Um, it is, it's just like such a, guys, okay. I can't believe it's taken us this long to do this film. Yeah, it's been too I long. Truly, I, okay, so we are a film review podcast. We review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and today we are reviewing the 2007 uh, film American Gangster. Starring Denzel Washington and uh, <clears throat> Russell Crowe. Oh, and Ugh. it is a Ridley Scott film. Ridley uh, Scott? Uh, director of Blade Runner and Aliens. Uh, a- wait, Alien. Alien. No, did he direct it? No, he did Alien. Alien. He did Alien. Alien. The first one. Yeah. He did the horror. Uh, and... Right. Okay. So let's see. Rotten Tomatoes has eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is eighty-seven percent. Um, 
uh, it made two wait so I made two hundred sixty six million dollars at the box office. Uh, oh, wow. Its budget was a hundred million. Um, it was a big big time film, but it did it did pretty well. Um, I don't really actually think it got many awards. awards okay, it was uh, it was nominated for two Oscars: Best Supporting Actress, Ruby D completely warranted for literally one scene and then best art direction but that was it um it was definitely one of those films that i remember coming out uh feeling like it should like it maybe was going to get a lot of awards buzz but it it didn't um this was i think the year after the the departed one if i'm not mistaken Um, oh you mean that you mean that um remake of a film that won oscars yes Cool. Just um, wanted to clarify for the people at home. Yeah, another uh, crime film featuring uh, the remake of the Korean film or something, right? Is that, is that what yeah. It's... Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Or a Chinese original. film, yeah. Seems or Hong Kong. It was a Hong Kong film. Hong sorry. Kong, Hong Kong. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. What else do I need to say? Oh, it's about. Oh, it's. A, I mean, it's a based on a true story about Frank Lucas, uh, and then also this cop who is the one who like led to his bus, uh, Richie Roberts. And it has an all-star cast. You know, you got Chitwell Ijafor is in it, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Josh Brolin, uh, Common, T.I. Uh, it, uh, you say Idris Alba already? Uh, oh, 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 Cuba oh, Gooding Jr.? Alba. Cuba That's right, yep, I said, I said Everybody oh, is in this movie. <laughs> um, Ruby D, uh, as we already mentioned, Everybody, Joe Morton. (laughs) Everybody is in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It's one of those like, whoa, there's a lot of people in this movie. Um, Okay, that's that. We'll go to initial thoughts, first impressions. I feel like Jirah should go first. That's what I... I feel like Jirah should go first. We'll just get Jirah out the way. All right, listen. All right, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Get your Look, out man, the way. All right. You know, I like I like mobster movies. I don't like this movie. Okay? And I'm pretty sure everybody know why I don't like this movie. Why in D fuck is the movie is about Frank Lucas. Why do I give a fuck about this detective that's chasing him personal life? Why do I care? Why are we splitting time with this dude? This ain't the untouchables. In the untouchables, we stick with that team because it's about the team trying to take down a mobster, all right? When I'm watching Godfather, I ain't looking at the motherfucker trying to take down uh, uh, Marlon Brando. I ain't looking at that dude, okay? When I'm looking at the Irishman, I ain't looking at the people trying to take down the Irishman. Why in the hell is a movie about a black man who becomes more powerful than every Italian mob family in New York? Why is he splitting screen time with a white dude? Literally, if you watch this movie, the first, I count it because you know I'm petty. First six minutes. First six minutes, we see Frank Lucas with Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson, another dude who is legendary, okay? All of a sudden, Bumpy Johnson dies, Frank Lucas is off screen. So from seven minutes to, uh, what is it, 16 minutes or something like that, I'm stuck with fucking Russell Crowe. And Russell Crowe is one of my favorite actors, by the way. I'm stuck with this motherfucker talking about his personal life. Why do I care? Why do I care about him? All I want to see is him hunting down motherfuckers. I don't even need to see him that often. He had equal amount of screen time as Denzel Washington. Who's the American gangster? Is it American Detective? 
Is the movie American Detective, Bray? <laughs> it's not. It ain't American Detective. It's American Gangster. Who is the last person we see, quote unquote, walk off screen? It's Russell Crowe with his fucking boxes. He stops, get his goddamn mug, walks out of the screen all smiling. Well, whose movie is it? Whose well, movie that's is how it? the movie ends, though. That's how the movie, you know? Like it, it's over. It's I disagree. Over. Like, <laughs> I fully disagree with that statement. <laughs> you can't that's just pretend moves. like that's how it ends. That's like, okay. <laughs> Everything else is an epilogue. Okay. Everything else don't matter. I will okay. say. I will say that the epilogue is is still very complimentary uh, towards um, Russell R- Richie Roberts character you know like he it goes on to say that like he they were friends he yeah it's like what the he, he <laughs> like, his first his first case his was first case okay it's my last thing All right, why do i care about russell crowe and his tracked out partner huh is the partner a part of frank frank lucas's deal no oh oh that's right he was in the hood okay he was in the hood and he got some weed i mean some some fucking some fucking coke from the hood and now all of a sudden we gotta chase down the black dude because this white cop goes to the hood, gets drugged up, shoots a random black dude in his house, and again he props him up like he ain't did. You know what this movie told me? You know what this movie told me? Okay. This movie said to me, it's like, hey man, if you're an Italian mobster, we'll celebrate you. If you're a Rockefeller, made your money off of bootlegging and shit, you go become a billionaire. But if you're a black dude, and you become smarter than these other fucking hustlers, we're gonna be mad that you exist, we're gonna put you in jail, and then we're gonna make a movie about you and make you share screen time with Russell motherfucking Crow. I'm done. Denzel split screen time. I thought- <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's real, that's all real. Right, James, James. All right, well, so this was my first time seeing this movie what oh wow what yes. the heck yes okay. and i will wow. take you guys on the journey that i went on okay right, which ahead. is i i used to be i used to be the never miss inside the actor studio the big every time denzel had a big movie or russell crowe or anybody like i was there seeing i used to be that guy i used to be the uh look at the scene look at the way that this actor is like chewing up the scenery blah blah i used to be that guy. I stopped somewhere in college. This movie came out in 2007. So that would have been my my last year of, of college. Around the time where I started feeling like, okay, some of this is bullshit a little bit. Like some of this. <laughs> <laughs> like some, of, some of this sort of like, some of acting is like not just what they're doing. It's kind of what we're putting on it. Anyway, I still go in and out and like sort of dance with this demon inside of me that like sometimes hates acting. But watching this movie put me right back in it. Just every time somebody walked out and said three words, I was like, oh, shit, they act. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so into just everything. The, the, the gravitas of this movie, like the, the, the every new scene, there was a new actor who I recognized and loved. And I was like, oh, yes, what they about to say? I don't care how many lines they got. I don't care if they don't say shit. <laughs> Cuban said nothing for several scenes, <laughs> but I was just delighted by his presence. Um, I do agree. I agree with Gerard. It it felt like the story 
We could have found out way more about Frank. This could have been way more Frank focused. Um, and that was disappointing. But, um, I mean, my goodness, I thought this movie was fantastic. And then the ending, <laughs> I was like, it made me want to find out more about him. The way this ended with him just walking out and the hip hop music blaring, I was just like, hold up. Are they, do they want us to be like, the king is back? Like, what do they want us to think right now at the end of this movie? Um, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Loved it. Okay. So here's Uh-oh. the thing. Here is the, Uh-oh, this movie came out in 2007. All right. In 2007, I was in NYU studying <laughs> acting. Okay. Uh, and everybody just, knows, get NYU in <laughs> Everybody why? knows. Like why? <laughs> I was studying acting at Tisch School of the Arts. Okay. okay. Got it. Stella Adler Studio of Acting. Okay. <laughs> New York University. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Great, great, great. All I'm trying to say is everybody knows theater kids, you know, when you're a theater, the, the worst critic is a freaking theater student because it's like, they're always like, ah, but like, I'm learning the technique of blah, 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 blah. But also, one of the worst fans is a theater stu- kid fan when you have a movie like this that James was very accurately pointing out, has so much gravitas, (laughs) has so many scenes where people are just straight acting. Here's the thing. Americans rarely get to do this. Now, I know that we have Chattel Idrafor and um, Idris Elba, so we got two (laughs) non-Americans in this. But we do have Denzel, okay, and we have Kubit Gooding Jr. getting to do a... he gets it. He gets his scene. We got Ruby D. She gets her scene. Okay. Um, it would have been nicer if instead of Common and Ti, we had actors. But whatever. They got their foothold. Okay. We'll talk about later when it comes to cars. <laughs> All I'm trying to tell you though is, we had never gotten a movie like this where you have the weight of these Italian mob films that have been praised in Hollywood for literally decades and decades. And we finally get one of those kinds of movies for a black family. Now, yes, I hear what your eyes say. When I first saw this film, I didn't love it. I liked a lot of it. I loved the acting, but I was a little disappointed that Russell Crowe was so much, was in it so much, mostly because I I wasn't even necessarily thinking like, oh, like, why is this white actor taking away screen time from Denzel? But it was mostly like they're their paths were like never crossed until the end. And I remember like the trailer making it seem like there was this cat and mouse game between them. And it really was like Frank Lucas had no idea who Russell Crowe was until the very end, until it was over. And, and there is a part of me that's like, wow. Okay. Similarly with the wire, you have another, uh, you know, very, uh, renowned crime, uh, uh, movie or, you know, theater piece of filmed media that is focusing just as much on the white protagonist as it is the black protagonist. Right. And the wire you have McNulty. Right. And like, so it's just as much about him as it is about, um, you know, uh, Stringer Bell and what's the other dude, what's, um, my man's name. Who's the actual, anyway, whatever. Um, but you have like, you know, they're, so I do realize like that's kind of messed up and I think that only happens when it comes to black people that is messed up. Um, that said, 
you're not going to take away my joy from watching American Gangster and literally having these incredible scenes that we just don't get, like we just never really got before. Um, and I'm not even kidding you. Like when I was watching it again this time, there were certain moments where I was crying, not because of like, <laughs> it, like I was crying not because of what was actually happening, but because I was like, this actor got to do this incredible scene. <laughs> and I literally was just like crying thinking about like That's when Ruby hilarious. D does her scene and she's like, and she's like, you know, all right, now, baby, I just get, get stop. And she like slaps Denzel. <laughs> and yes. she's just like, and then pulls back and she's like, I just, you don't kill a cop. Ah, she will leave you. I will leave you. I was like, <laughs> I literally started crying. And I was like, I'm not crying necessarily because this scene is like super sad, but I'm like, Ruby got to do this $100 million budget film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working across Denzel Washington, where a bunch of white people are coming to see this movie, and she's showing how she's like, I've been this good. <laughs> she's like slapping Hollywood in the face, like, hey, look at me. Uh, I'm an incredible actor. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Um, so, like, there's so much of that in this movie that I really love. And, um, and the story is incredible. Like, it's so crazy that you had this dude. I mean, like, and we'll talk about it. Like, I think the movie does a good job, too, of, like, like constantly showing you the people who are doing heroin to, to, to make sure you're not falling too much in love with, like, criminals. Yeah. Um, like, which sometimes ooh. other movies do. But... Ooh, don't um, get me started on that brain lock. Don't get me started <laughs> on that brain lock. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, like... Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's go. Let's, let's get into it. Let's said, talk about this right? first scene. I will hold it before we even get there, Bray. I want to come in on what <laughs> no, you just no, no. said—the history of it. Okay, I didn't see motherfucking Godfather. Okay, All right? I didn't see these movies. How often do we see the, the the consequences of the drug game? Okay, we see it in this black film. You know what they're trying to say? They're trying to say, hey, 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 this black dude, bad dude. Don't don't get it twisted. This black dude, bad. Okay, how many? Think about it. Goodfellas. You ever see somebody strung out in Goodfellas for real? Uh, yeah, I think so. Multiple right? times, right? You might have seen someone at the. Do we see somebody like? Do we see somebody like shit their pants and like covered in uh, you know, and, and no, it's not as it's not like this. <laughs> but but Martin Scorsese does get criticized for glorifying um gangsters. Like he still there is a part of like. No, I I know that. Well. <laughs> This film should have got out, but uh, I'm just saying. I think that's because he 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 has a more a, a morality problem with some of his films. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do yeah. think it's right to remind audiences, like, hey, like there are consequences to pushing drugs out on the street. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. My thing is, don't be starting the example. When we talk about the black dude that made more money than Atari. Don't be starting the example. Like, this is the first time we've ever seen. No, no, but I'm for real. I'm I'm like dead serious. Like, if you watch, if you you go back and watch Godfellas, if you go back and watch um, Untouchables, if you, maybe more in Untouchables, if you go back and watch Casino, like, there were a couple scenes. I think Sharon Stone's character um, was strung out in, like, a scene or two. But, like, in Irishman, you ain't seeing the consequences for real. But in this movie, there are multiple scenes. This guy wrote The Irishman. 
Did you see that? Think about this. Oh, oh, don't think I didn't peep it. Also, there's a scene, which is the scene that to me, like during the Reagan era, is the scene that every white person thought about black people. There's a scene in a crack den, a a parent ODN, and a crack baby just crying. Like that's what it's shown in this movie. And every time we watch one of these Italian movies, you'd never see that shot. But in this movie, that is in there, and I think it's in there for a reason. That's all I'm saying. Let's talk about the scenes while I proceed to take a holy crap on this movie as we continue to talk about it. <gasps> Why didn't a black person have any type of consultant in this movie? Like, for real, for real. Like, okay, let's, let's do it. I'm ready. I've been waiting for this. Thank you, Bray. Let's All do right. it. I'm excited. First scene. I mean, draw. <laughs> what? It's like, I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no way. He, was just, he just had it. He had it locked and loaded. He was waiting was for you to just say first scene so he could just crap. Say <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pop, joking. Pop, I'm pop, joking. just like Denzel in this first scene. All right. No, 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 no. no, no. This is great. Sorry, 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 sorry. Right? Sorry, Denzel. Okay. Sorry, Denzel. Did you not like this opening, this opening shot before the title no, credit? No. This opening was fantastic. My man just. <laughs> it's a dude who's screaming as Denzel's pouring gasoline on him. Yeah, and right. he's like, oh, you mother bubs. You know, blah, blah. And they just look at him with, with uh, what's his face? is in the background, kind of in shadow with his hat, just like, just <laughs> Denzel lights it up, lights this dude on fire. And this dude is screaming and then falls over. And then he just shoots him like four times. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's real. I was like, oh. And then it's like American gangster. You're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I'm trying to figure out why this movie got no Oscar attention for real, for real. Like, black people. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, they did everything right. They were it? like, we already gave Denzel his Oscar for being a yeah. bad dude. We, we didn't need. They're like, they're like, we didn't need to see this. And this is and a different then, bad. Yeah. It ends with an indictment of a third of New York City's cops. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe your hands. We didn't watch this movie. Wipe your hands. Um, oh, no, but you're right. This scene was fire, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, the early, that yeah, I loved it. I loved the, like, small, not, I'm, we probably could have gotten more of this, but it was nice to see this little training montage, or not montage, but it was like, yeah. you know, he was taken under, uh, Wait, what's the character's name again? Sorry, I keep uh, forgetting. Bumpy. 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 Yeah, he's Clarence. taken under his wing. We have like the tossing out of the turkeys to the people, which yeah. is the thing you talk about a lot, Gerard, right? Like we're yeah, seeing man, how back, they're giving back to the community and how the community, that's why the community protects him. Hang yeah. on, Clarence yeah. Williams is uncredited in this movie. Oh, really? He's, he's uncredited. uncredited. How does that? That's just a, that's IMDb messing up. Okay. Um, um, yeah, and um, we get this like, oh, and we still, we see the war in the background TV, right? When they go into that yeah. electronic store um, and it, and Bumpy's like philosophy basically is like, look, America, you know, has shipped off a lot of its jobs already, which is crazy thing about, and I, I talk about this a lot now how like I really do think the 60s was like the beginning of the end <laughs> for America. <laughs> like so much of the troubles that we're experiencing and fighting today 
existed in the 60s and they were fighting it very heavily then. And we just never, we just, it's like once the leaders died, once, sorry, died, once the leaders were assassinated and killed um, and taken out, it was like everything stalled, like everything got stalled. And like, yes, there had been like slow, little progresses here and there. Obviously we got, you know, a black president, but like the real underlying systemic issues were never taken out. And that's not just to deal with race. It's also just like everything got ramped up, like income inequality. He's literally talking about in this scene how like st- like stores are being brought out by corporations. He talks about McDonald's, right? He's like, you know, he's like, look at this. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, and it's and so it's like you're instilling this thing of like America's an eat a dog eat dog world. You know, he doesn't say this, but like that's kind of one of the impressions I was getting. He's like teaching Frank like. You just got to get yours and talking about the middleman. Like you need to cut out the middleman. Right. Cause that's what they want. Um, now. He's like, cause that's what, that's what's yeah. changing here. He was like, when you come to these bulk stores, now you're buying right from the manufacturer. Cause that's what people want nowadays, which is true. Which is so true, man. Mm. Yeah. And then we, uh, and then he gets a heart attack. He dies. We get that cool scene with um, them in the, uh, like after the funeral, and you have all of these people there. You see Idris Elba's there. You have that little scene where he puts the his drink down on the wood. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Denzel, like, takes it, like, cleans up the spill, puts it on a coaster. And they're just, just like, yeah, hey, why don't you give me a light while you at it? Thanks. Ooh. Appreciate you. <laughs> did anyone else know the moment he did that? I was like, man, Frank will kill this dude at some point. Yeah. Like, my man, like, my man about to, he going to be an example. I was like, this dude will be an example. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, do you have any takeaways, guys, from this, these opening scenes before we get to Russell Crowe? I mean, it's funny because, um, like, as we see this scene, and it's so funny we get to the scene because after this moment, we stop seeing Denzel for, like, 10 minutes. (laughs) Like, we just, like, we just legit stop seeing Denzel. But it's funny because I do like one thing. It shows that he was older um before he became who he became and it also showed that like he was just seen as a goon before he became who he became which i thought was very interesting like everybody just played him as soft the whole time um i thought that was interesting and then also even so much so that i guess like the accountant was like bumpy told me to make sure you never ever have to want uh so it almost felt like no one expected anything from him like he wasn't important you know i thought that was a very interesting take on everything like oh no like he wasn't even an important dude okay so yeah he that was interesting i think he was considered just like the the muscle maybe like yeah people probably knew he had killed people but they didn't think he was smart and that's why like idris was like you could work for me you know what i mean like it was that kind of thing like you're not you don't have what it takes to like run this whole and a whole operation meanwhile frank actually Maybe he was smarter than even Bumpy. So, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get that money. They think I gonna get that uh-huh. money. I'm gonna get that money. <laughs> Yo, yeah. when he said that, I was like, awesome. I'm gonna get. He gonna get the money. I can't wait to he's see that montage that. when he getting that money. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. we go to Russell Crowe. You know what? I'm not even gonna address the Russell Crowe scenes. What? So, fair. I'm not gonna That's address fair. the Russell Crowe scenes. Here's what I'll say. You know, we get this thing. You know, we get this dude who's like bumbling like in has his gun it, like sloppily like thrown out of his suitcase because he's taking these um 
uh, uh, classes to be a lawyer. Wait, goodness, what is that called? No, he, no, he was in law school. He's in law school. He's in, he's in law school, but night, he's in uh, night school. Night, uh, night school. Lawyer. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, we see him. We see this, like, oh, this really fun, like, scene where him and his partner have, like, a sledgehammer. And they're, like, they're serving papers, like, as yeah. a side job. And, and, they just, and they just throw it in. They just throw it in the room. Throw it in they the room. Throw it in. And then... Proceed to like beat this dude up with the sledgehammer. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? well, that's like, that's the thing. They're awful people, right? Like, they're kind of showing you're like, they're like, they're a little like, they're a little kind of dirty, but they're dealing with people who are also dirty. So, like, that makes it okay. That's always the justification. It's like, it's okay for our cops to beat, uh, to like police, like to do police brutality on somebody if they're also a criminal. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that dude though. That guy was in is in is in a lot of these movies too. Was this the the no no it wasn't. He's a guy from I I always know him from Grounded for Life. He yeah, played, same like, here. Yes, brother. Grounded for Life. Yeah, you know, was that was a good show. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's so funny because yeah, they do that scene. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not going to even address Russell Crowe. Yeah, they have that they have that scene. So they're like you kind of like establish that. But then, um, I forget if this comes, like, right away, but they have this scene where they're, like, they're, uh, they're following this person to, you know, get this lead on, oh, oh, that's right. The guy's, like, I'm going to give you this guy's accountant. And so they follow this dude who's the accountant. Hold on, oh, Brett, I think we, we hear you. Him. Brett. Oh. I think we hear you hear, you hear shrimp fried rice. I hope it's tasty. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Bray. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, they follow this. Dude. They're like they get information from this guy that they beat up that they just served. Um, they get information on like a some guy's bookie. They follow this dude. They go to the car and they're like thinking they're gonna find something there. Um, you know, uh, they like call for a warrant, but they go even before the warrant's issued, and then they bust open this car and there's. Literal, just huge grocery bags. Full it's of damn money. near a million dollars. Yeah. It's like nine hundred and eighty-five thousand. Like it's like it's, it's crazy. So much money. Wait, what would y'all um, do? What would y'all do? Would y'all turn it in? I probably would have listened to John Ortiz and not. Uh, <laughs> Bray, would you turn and it not in? turn it in? It's hard. It's like think about the politics of what's happening. I don't think I would have turned it in. Or I, I would have pretended like I wasn't, I, I would have just called and been like, oh, I got to go. Like, I would have tried to not yeah. mess with this problem because what that dude said was so real. And he was like, you turn this in, everybody in the, for, everybody in the force is going to look at you like you're a dirty cop be, or like you're, um, you're going to like betray other cops, you know? And yeah. this is that Blue is Brotherhood that? stuff. Why is that? Because it was like a, was it cop money? I was confused. Like, is it? Well, just because it's so corrupt that it's the so cops corrupt. are taking cuts of drug dealers <laughs> so that, you know, so of, the, of the mafia, of, I mean, they, they didn't think that black people were doing, you know. Oh, so like, since he was an honest cop, they were Yeah, you can't be honest in a, in, in a police force where a third of it minimum is corrupt. <laughs> We learned that by the end of minimum. it. Minimum. No, a third got convicted. Yeah. Okay. 
you know it was damn near two thirds of that mm-hmm. Louis joint, if mm-hmm. not more, were corrupt. That's the whole thing. The the thing that's so funny about this whole thing, and it's why I like, I don't look. I guess you know what this is more like, Gerard. It's more like heat. It's like yes, okay, okay. That's yes. what it's like. Yes, yes, it's more like heat. Yes. It's more like okay. heat where it's like you have the person who's the cop and the person who's the criminal and they're like, you know. But the thing is with heat, there's back and forth because they see each other a bunch. And because the real story didn't actually have that, they couldn't really do that in this. But they were trying to like show how they were trying to show like these two smart people going through the system or whatever on, on different sides. But the thing is, the police are so corrupt, which is why it's like it's it's everything is like hypocrisy that's happening because Literally, they this guy turns in a, like drug money, and everyone's looking at him like, "Oh, oh!" The the funniest thing was they're counting it, and they're like, "How much is it?" And they're like, nine hundred ninety seven thousand dollars." And then like the chief is like, "What happened to the rest of it?" You know, yeah. <laughs> and like joking, and then he's like, "Why are you counting this out in the open?" You know, like you're kind of an idiot. Yeah, are you an idiot? Are you are you insane? And everyone there was looking at him. There everyone wasn't a was single yeah. cop minding their business. Everyone there was looking at him. Like, he even as he goes down the hall, uh, someone, a black cop just passes him. He's fully in uniform. He just looks at him like, like, <laughs> everyone is out to get him now. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, cool. So let's go back to Frank. Uh, yeah, where Denzel scenes at? <laughs> oh, so, okay. This is the, the cool part. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, go ahead. No, this is the cool part where um is this when he I I always get the two scenes mixed up. Is this when he is at the diner about to talk to Idris, or is this when he's on the phone talking to his cousin in Vietnam? I think uh, I feel like the diner comes first. Diner comes first because that sets up the later thing. So we have gotcha. the diner thing gotcha. where the diner goes to every day, Idris comes in and Idris is like, You owe me twenty percent. And he's like, even Bumpy didn't take 20%. And he's like, well, I'm not Bumpy, nigga. Like, <laughs> and yeah. then it just puts down like $5 for his meal and then puts it on another dollar. And he goes, there you go, 20%. You know? Um, oh, he's also doing the most actory thing. Like, he's like putting pepper on his, putting pepper yo. on his eggs. Yeah, there's like, so much salt, yo. The I'm way like, he stirs doing? his coffee and then he like hits it. 10 times to get the to, to get the yeah. access <laughs> just staring at him <laughs> I was like why Dude, I love that so much <laughs> it's so disrespectful he does not care about what he's trying my man <laughs> yo it was so good it was so good and I do um, love that I, I do love that his yeah. the only problem was he had his boy behind him the whole time and I was like yeah. interest dude if they all got into a brawl I feel like Denzel dude might break a hip. Or Idris dude was a huge bouncer type dude. Oh, he had a gun. True. I'm just like, that dude, that dude got, yeah. got a gun too. That dude was huge, That's man. true. They would, all, they would all die. They would all got shot. Um, if that nah, happened. Ruben Santiago Hudson was a G. Don't you forget it. <laughs> My man was like, he was the muscle. And I was like, is he was a, a G. Denzel? <laughs> like, is this a personal favor? Something else that I noticed, this was just a side thing and like d- and t- talking about Denzel's acting, he had such a uh, deliberate way that he walked. Like he always balled his fists. He, ne- he like, there was never a break at the elbow. It was like 
he had like (laughs) such a commanding way to walk. Like even when before, even when he was uh, just the muscle, it was like, no, it was like, this is how he presents himself. I thought that was interesting. It was interesting that people looked down on him, but he was so like stoic in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. I forgot. Do we get a scene before he goes to Vietnam? Do we get a scene where he was talking about like how weak the drugs were? Yes. Um, he um when he goes he goes to get like um some kids like some foot soldiers or whatever, and he takes them to um yes. uh, what's the woman's name Redhead, and then and they, they were, talk about they were soldiers. Oh, they were soldiers. That's right. And he said yeah. he said they the soldiers said like. And this stuff, this stuff is good, but who in in Nam and what we can get in Nam? That's right, that's right. Oh. And then he, and then he, and then he immediately calls his connect and his cousin mm-hmm. in in Vietnam, and he's like, "I got to get that." I'm coming over that's there. Right. I forgot about that scene. Yes, that's right. That's what connected them. Because then he goes, literally, goes all the way to Vietnam, and I think this is like, I just think about this. Like, can you? Imagine a like a black gangster in Harlem who presumably has never been out of the United States before, right? Like figures out, like realizes, wait, if I can go to Vietnam and find the purest drugs there, I can cut out the middleman. I don't have to like get, I don't have to like take a cut of another cut get the drugs to me directly. It will be a better product and it will be, and I can do it for cheaper because I'm, I'm the one getting the most profit from it. That I I just like, it's incredible (laughs) what this guy had to, you know, it's, it's awful that it's drugs, but it's like, it also makes me think it's like so sad that like we live in a society that forces people to use their intelligence um, to like do something for that, you know what I mean? It's like, and no, I get it. Yeah, it's like, could you imagine like what could happen if he was able to use that kind of that thinking for good? But he has to do it. He doesn't have to, but he chooses to do it to like make the most money. And this is yeah. the way he was going to make the most that's, money. That's also why I was yeah. confused by what the ending was supposed to mean. And like, and like he was still alive by the time they uh, made this this film so Mm -hmm. they like didn't need to to say much else but it was like it was like so open-ended that i was like oh wow now is he going to is he going to use that beautiful mind he has to do something you know um Mm. yeah it's wild and and what's also crazy about that too though his like ability to he 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 figured out to like cut out the middleman blah 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 like he ended up being even even when he was under the radar of Russell Crowe, he was still somewhat looked at as <laughs> like not the top not, guy, like yeah. because he was a black man, like he was virtually 100%. undetectable for most of that, for most of the movie, which I thought was, was wild. Right. And it's yeah. like, yeah, F you guys for not even paying attention to him because he was black, but like also that's why he was able to become so successful. Right. That's um, so wild. Yeah. 
this is then we do we get a long chapter with Russell because we definitely get like all the stuff that's happening with his divorce um and his partner um so like his wife is going to move to Las Vegas because he's been cheating he's been sleeping around like literally as they're having this conversation he's like a woman looks at him and he like smiles at her <laughs> um his kids like right there uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I as much as um, uh, <laughs> Gerard uh, is like not going to comment on <laughs> these scenes. I was somewhat like I said, my my old actor self came out while I was watching this. And I will say like John, John Ortiz plays his um, friend. And I guess he's yeah. I'm, I'm looking up what else he's done. He was in the first and sixth Fast in the Furious as well, among among. Other He's in things. so many things among He's among many among things. Uh, the, just an endless catalog of of wasn't of he talent. in Kong? But he was uh, yes, yes, he was yes. in Kong. Um, yes. But he was a he was a an artist director of the Labyrinth Theater Company, founder of the and co founder of the Labyrinth Theater Company. So I feel like had I seen this in two thousand seven. This would be this movie would be like <laughs> I would have tattooed it on my <laughs> shoulder. Like I was like obsessed with that theater. I loved all of his scenes. I lo- like so <laughs> especially good. the one where he was like strung out and he's like he's Such like act- and the drool. He's like to yeah the Shut drool me, and he's like he's trying to man. Poof. I'm just out here doing what you what you told me, man. Detect, I'm detecting shit and asking questions. Like he's putting putting the pieces together. Putting, putting the pieces together. together. He's like, Can you believe you know it? Man. He drew a, he drew a gun on a cop, man. That oh man, he's crazy, man. He's yo, not that saying drool, real sentences. Uh, yo, that drool. I was like, how do you even act that? Like, how do you like? What like, is this? And then when Russell was like, you you. What happened was a he wasn't stealing he wasn't he didn't pull out a gun on a cop he was pulling a gun on a junkie who was trying to rob him, and he's like look and he takes out the money he's like hey I earned that money like, yeah no, you did it bro <laughs> it did it did my man did the most crackhead thing of all time hey man I can't do just just file a report how I write it I can't do that my man takes a beat looks at him and just jumps out the jumps car out bro the- and the thing that made it so funny and I hate to say it's funny but like I don't. Look, I'm not making fun of people, but if you ever see a crackhead do some shit, it's like they don't feel pain. And the fact that my man jumped yeah. out of a moving car and bounced up and just sprinted. It's going mean, to hurt him later. I mean, he the next time we see him, he's yeah. dead. But it was very much like, and it was like, running away, what was that going to do? Like, where did he think? He wasn't going to jail. He just think it was he wasn't going to jail that day. Uh, yeah. He wasn't going to jail. Just, just so... We're saying crackhead, but it was heroin. Just so, just so everybody knows. We, we oh, sorry, that. sorry, 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 <laughs> yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Nope. These, all, these are all heroin junkies. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what no, about the crack you. though, Bray? <laughs> was, no, was no. it around yet? Can we talk about the crack? <laughs> <laughs> was it around yet? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Uh, supposedly there was no crack yet. <laughs> <laughs> Government had FBI hadn't brought it into the hood yet. I yeah. see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. But uh, we also at some point get the uh, get the scene with Josh Brolin. The introdu- the introduction of the special investigation unit, at, like that was one of those like it's like you have no idea who these people are, but the way that the music was playing and the camera angles on them, and they're all just like going Walking in. You're like, oh motion. snap! 
What's this yes. about? And it's like, Josh, bro, oh, snap, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> just these dirty cops who just steal money from drug dealers. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the most, it's, like, insane to think about. And, like, I'm sure, I mean, you know, like, there are still parts of the police force, like, always. It's, like, the only way the drug industry gets to keep going is that, you know, people are con- constantly being paid off at every level of uh, government. But it's so crazy to think about how, just how blatantly corrupt this whole system was, how nobody yeah. cared. And what was like, interesting to me, too, was some uh, was a line, it was kind of a throwaway line that Frank has later, which was like, he was like, I've been paying off cops you know, I paid off co- college tuitions for their families or whatever, but what they're doing is wrong. Like, it's like <laughs> there was still like a level of like, I, uh, I can pay a cop to look the other way, but fuck this guy for like demanding a cut of, you know, like a hundred percent. Yeah. It's just a funny situation. Like, uh, think about the corrupt cops. And again, you know, for those who are new listeners, we're not a political podcast, but oh, we're not. No, 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 no. That's one. Okay. You know, Brady said at the beginning of this podcast, we may oh, have new okay. listeners, so I want to make sure the new listeners know we're not a political we're podcast. Not a political podcast. Okay, we, all right, cool, cool. We talk about movies, but we don't review the movies. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not. That, what does that relate to politics? That, I don't. Do <laughs> I don't those I'm, two don't track. <laughs> well, I, just, I, I was just trying to make sure I was clarifying everything for people at home. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's so hard because in this movie, it's we see these corrupt cops, right? And. I think now, knowing the state of the world, like we see these badass cops who like do these cool badass things, and like this movie again, like Braylock said, when they, when Josh Brolin and his team comes onto the scene, I mean they're walking in slow motions, his hair is slicked back, and we're like supposed to think this guy is really cool and does really like. I think I hate to say this, I'm not saying Frank Lucas is a good person, but something about the people who are hired to protect you, working with the people who are killing you, does feel a little worse because it feels like i know this person anytime i see frank lucas i know he's selling drugs i can choose to not deal with this dude because he does not have my best interest or my family's best interest in heart but when i see this cop this cop is supposed to be the person i call if i get robbed or like i need help or if anything happens but this cop isn't good so i don't think that's wrong to say yeah i don't think that's wrong to say yeah because that's because also like, what Frank that's, was wrong, but like this dude, no, I'm just saying, like when Frank said it, I was like, yeah, man, fuck these cops. Like they're but wrong. But that's like, why they, Frank yeah. went after the cops. Like that's why he was like, he could have given them anything. And, and he was like, I don't care about the mafia. I don't care about, like, I want to get the cops. <laughs> like yeah. that was why he yeah. focused on that. Because he was like, this is going to have, like, we're, we're, he obviously had a different view of what he was doing. Um, uh, than what than what the cops are doing, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think that Josh Brolin and those cops were the ultimate bad guys, right? Because they were the, in this movie, because they were the bad guys in Frank's point of view, and they're the bad guys with Russell's point of view, which is why we get the yeah. scenes with both of them. We get that scene, mm-hmm. you know, where Russell had like after this his special task force because Richard Dixon was like, we're now doing a war on drugs, um, or the number one problem threat in like domestic home life is drugs and uh and because he was like conceding as this honest cop they task him with this force uh and he has like this money and they like 
pay somebody to go get drugs and it goes to this place and he follows them into New York City, even though it's not their jurisdiction. And and then those cops immediately go in there and like take the money. And then Russell Crowe has to like chase him down and is like, hey, actually, that's my money. I'm a cop. My favorite, like one of my favorite lines in this movie is Josh Brolin going like, um, never show up in New York unannounced. If you're going to see a Broadway show, you let me know to ask if it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was such a good line. And then Russell hit him with the, that's a nice car. I was like, oh, something's yeah. going to happen to that car, baby. <laughs> something's going to happen to that car. Also, right before this, the 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 chief who like signed off on letting him have that much money was like, this is more than a salary. He said something like, if right. you lose this, <laughs> like you're going to owe big time. So like yes. it was so funny that it imme- the second he dropped it, it immediately got taken by cops. Um, it immediately got taken by cops. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) The system is so corrupt that the first person he busts is a cop, but he can't bust them because they're cops. Um, And that's the thing is like, I I kept thinking about this through this whole movie. It was just like how this, it's all, it's just like so few people have moral high ground. And I loved, this is way, this is definitely skipping ahead, but um, the scene where he's in court with his wife and and he goes and he's like, hey, like, I know you're like mad that like I like turned in that million dollars and like that I'm really honest, but like, please don't take my kid away from me. And she's like, are you insane? Yeah, she flipped. <laughs> you she think flipped. you're honest? You think you're honest? Why? Because you turned in a million. Who cares? Like, bro, you cheat on me constantly. You're not honest. You're, you're not an honest person. He's like, you You think you're better than the corrupt cops that you hate, but you, you're you not better than them. Like, you just do one thing because the rest of your life is terrible. And I think about the fact that he was friends with this other dude who's a known criminal. Yeah. Who's and the he godfather. Goes after that person because he's their god. He like put, makes this person's godfather and a friend. It's like, you're a hypocrite, bro. Like, you don't care. You care about your own. It's just like you decided cops aren't your own, but all the other cops think the cops are their own. The black people think the black people are their own. The Italian mafia thinks the Italian mafia are their own. It's like you are all the same. You're all looking, but you're trying to demonize this one, you know? And I think about that. I like definitely think about that in, in the context of this of like, oh, right. Like in America, there's all this crime that happens all the time, but we focus on the black crime. And that's why people are like, yeah, well, black people do all this and that. You have all this like racist mentalities. It's because the system chooses to focus its attention on the criminal activities of one group of people and not the criminal activities of all these other people. Not in the same way, like disproportionately, obviously. Ooh, what you anyway, saying, Bray? this isn't a political what you podcast. What you anyway, saying, no. Bray? What you saying? What you saying? Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women or people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? 
Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited-run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash Hollywood the sequel. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? I mean, you were in the mood, she was in the mood, he was in the mood, they were in the mood, just whoever it was, y'all were both in the mood. Yeah, let's just think about that. Sounds a good time. Well, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to a doctor's office or wait in line at a pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. (laughs) Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code JUMP. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code JUMP to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And sponsoring other stuff. <laughs> because, all right, let's get back to the show. Hey everybody! Hi, it's Alice, and I'm Veronica from, from Trek's in the, the City. City. We are two women who are nerds, and we love Star Trek and love talking about it. That's right. But we're not exclusive like that. No, we're not those kind of fans. We're cool ones, like chill, sexy, young, and also old. Trek's and the City. The City part means we talk about anything, <laughs> which is our right to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I just need you to understand that we have great guests. We have the dumbest bits and songs. Sometimes. And we talk about Deanna Troy in a way that she has deserved for her whole career. Fully underdeveloped character. So come on over to Treks in the City. Only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. New episodes out every Monday. Woo! Woo! Um, but now let's just talk about Frank's Rise, baby, because this is, this is incredible. We have him call his uh, family. Um, we get that awesome scene with the house oh where he's yes i loved okay i loved all of this i loved because it's like because we had already seen at this point in the movie we had already seen like so many uh great like black actors in the supporting cast you know coming in doing a scene or two and like and then we get his family and it is just <laughs> A I night cried. of too many stars. Like, it's like... Yes. <laughs> I legit, I cried at this where I cried when they're all walking up to the house. And I was yeah. like, am I crying because he just bought his mom a house? I'm like, no, I'm crying because there's all these black actors in this like, awesome scene. Uh, getting to walk up and they're all like, yeah. Like, we just made out of it. To me, it was a little... Uh, and then right after this, right after this, we get the, I mean, we get the scene in the, 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 the they're eating, they, they have like a big meal. We meet T.I. and Common yeah. and T.I. in this, you know, like, you know, he seems like a little country boy. Like, it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> T.I. doing a little acting, doing his little, um, 
you know, doing his little acting job. Um, uh, but then this, the, the, this montage that happens after when he's like kind of explaining, like, like bringing, bringing them on to like work with them to me, to me watching this, not knowing where it leads. And I guess everybody, you know, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it, I guess everybody ends up. Okay. I mean, they all get arrested, but they end up like, no one gets like horribly shot up. I'm like, true. I was like waiting for that to happen. I was like, I was like feeling like, oh no, he's getting, they don't know anything. I think, I think, um, uh, Chiwetel is like, yeah, what we, but what we, but what we sell yeah, is the though. product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh. <laughs> don't put them in this game, Frank. This could be tragic. <laughs> he got he got his entire family to run the drug business. That but also, what, but, you, but we learned later is so smart though, because like it, you know what smart. they were saying is, you know, he studied the Italians so much, and it's like, yeah, that's what they that's did. They it did was it. a family business, so like you were protected. And I'm like, you know what, man, that's kind of cool. Like that, like not saying I'm gonna get in the drug game, but like if you have a business, it's like it's very cool to have all your folks in it with you. You know, like we start seeing Gerard walking around wearing just head to toe furs. <laughs> hey, listen, but, but also, fur. I love, I love the rules though. The rules is like when his brother, when the brother comes, he's like, "Yo, man, you way too flashy out here, man." Oh, like you I was like, my man, he's gonna kill his brother. <laughs> I was like, for a second, I there thought were he just was too. so many moments where it felt like his brother is crossing too many lines. Like it's gonna happen. It's scary. It was and so scary. You're scared of Frank, which the that opening scene lets you. You're like, you're like, this dude has like his own like code of ethics that he lives by, but also he's dangerous. Like, yeah. you don't want to yeah. cross this guy. Yeah. Um, he, we I see mean, when his family the, gets there. Sorry, when his family yeah. gets yes. there, he sits him down at the diner. Was like, I'll be right James. back. Yeah, James, you have to talk about this scene because it's one of the. I mean, when I saw it in the movie theater. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I just want you to. I want the, you to. When, it, when at the diner and he goes, "I'll be right back." Yes, yes. and you see him, bro. Okay, I. I mean, honestly, like, first of all, it was fantastic. He's doing all the. I've seen the table work before because of that that video on on uh, oh, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Like Denzel Washington acting with a table, like him taking the, <laughs> the salt, and yes. pouring out the salt. You're either going to be this guy, this, you know. But it was like the move. When my man just hauls off and shoots Idris in broad daylight. Bro, broad daylight. And Idris is out here talking to Smack like, hey, hey, what you going to oh, do? What you going to do? Shoot me? You going to shoot me in front of everybody? In front of that everybody? Was, that was Frank being like, I'm going to show. This is indoctrinating my family into the business. A hundred percent. And so that they know, like, this is how I roll. And this is, and now everybody knows. Yes, everybody I will. Knows. I'll shoot you in broad <laughs> Yo. And I will, and I won't get, a, and I'll get away with it. And I'm not here's scared. your 20%. <laughs> like, yo. yo. And, and you know the somebody cup, throw that 20%. The cup, bro. He put the cup on a street. <laughs> he took out the money and put the, he put the 20% in the cup. There are fingerprints. <laughs> Bruh, you can I track can't. where the cup came from. <laughs> Bruh, all of that was so wild to me. I was like, yo, you just... And also, also, he oh, sorry, left the salt there. He was like, we're going to need this. <laughs> he left... He didn't dump it out outside. He, he left didn't the leave salt. the scene of the crime. He went, <laughs> no. 
he went back diner. to eat. He went back to eat. He went back across the street to the diner and said, "Where were we?" <laughs> like people got clean up those bottles. Like, <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Could you imagine that, dude? Bruh. That's one I'm, of the craziest scenes of all time. I'm going nowhere near you, okay? I'm like, cuz, take me back to Georgia. Take me back. I know. I was waiting for somebody to be like, I'm out. But the way, when he starts walking, when he starts walking back and everyone just tries to get back in the, in the <laughs> no one tries to quit. They're like, we can't even, they know they can't ask him about it. They know they, they better just. <laughs> Yo, it was amazing. Like, yo, you ever you ever be like at your relative's house and like your cousin or somebody get in trouble? Say either about to get cursed out or get a spanking by the parent, and you just like, bruh, I would love to help you right now, but I don't want the smoke you about to get. So you just watch that ass whooping go down and be like, damn, I'm happy that wasn't me. I remember my cousin got beat one time, and like I was like, bruh, I don't know, what I'm supposed to do to help you. But your mom looks like she's in the zone, and I want no residual. I want no residual swings on my end. Okay, screw that jazz. Oh man. Oh man. Um, no, nah, but he was he was real. His rise was so real, dude. Dude, that that part. They yeah, they get they get everything going. They oh right, and like the way that they're doing it. I guess we don't find out exactly how they're doing it until the end, but we know they're using the military to get um the stuff in and uh um but then i mean uh, i guess i'll skip around a little bit right we get the scene where like he he buys the apartment um and then he's like he bought a club and we have like uh joe frazier's there which is another cool thing that you always get to have in like these some of these movies where it's like the real celebrity comes in and they're like interacting with the crew (laughs) you know yeah 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 Um, yeah and he sees this woman with with her and that uh Miss uh, Puerto Rico. Miss Puerto Rico. Uh yeah, what did you guys think about this first scene with them where he's just like <laughs> she's like, Oh, this is your club. He's like, Yeah. And she's like, Why'd you call it Frank's? And he's like, Because when you own things, you can call it whatever they whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is real. Which is real. I mean, I thought yeah. that scene was cool. I love seeing him flex a little bit. I thought that was like very fun. And I think we kind of saw his ethics a little bit where like he wasn't um he wasn't like the other drug dealers. Like my man, and we kind of hear Russell Crowe say this, and this was just an example. Even though that was his club, he had a VIP section, he didn't have on the fur and the minx. He wasn't super flashy. He was yes. he lived by a code, which I thought was very important. Like still went to church every Sunday, still had his family. And I think him even, you know, going after Miss Puerto Rico, uh showed his confidence which i thought was really really dope yeah she uh, was with joe though i thought that was a little grimy <laughs> he i'm just gonna slide up and take joe's girl like that <laughs> like, listen man he brought her to the club joe knew what he was doing joe knew what he was doing yeah joe got other girls he, i don't yeah, think joe's, he's he's, yeah he's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah joe joe joe, joe, joe will be okay joe's just um, fine uh yeah and yeah they 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 be, they get married um but then yes. when they get married um the the day of their wedding they leave and they get pulled over by Oof. Josh Berlin yeah oh, so it's because they went to the fight so everybody knew okay this this 
was crazy to me. He I mean, I rule. just wild, just wild. Like he broke his rule. The, I they don't talk about when she when she hands him the coach. It's like I, I got you a coat. You know, we can kind of tell he's like, oh, they they oh, yeah, you know, like <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't want to wear it. And then he he does he decides to go out. He goes out with it, and I'm like, dang, my man, going against his code. But when he first passes, uh, uh, when he first passes Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe pays him no mind, pays him no mind at all. I, I, I think it's like it. It was either it was like his interaction with the Italians or like being able to shake Joe's hand that made him go, "Oh, it was okay." It was suit. all of it. It was all that, and, it was, and then he was a seat in front of him. Yeah. Yes, the seat, uh, but to handshake with Joe, and then the person who they thought was who was on close to the top of their board at the time started talking to him, and then he was like, "Wait a minute, this clearly this dude is a part of it because right. they already saw." Uh, uh, what's who's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character again? Ricky, Ricky, or something? Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Or, uh, uh, anyway. Nikki, Nikki Barnes, Mickey Barnes, and they already knew Mickey was like a Nikki, part of it, Nikki, right? Nikki. And, oh, Nikki, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that so like it put everybody on his radar. It put the cops on his radar. Or it put the cops from New York on his radar, and put this other team that he didn't really know about. And then yeah, so after the wedding. He had pulled over, and then Josh Brolin says, like, this guy comes up, chinchilla coat, and he doesn't even buy me a cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I him. was – Denzel says – he's like, just a reminder, this is the most important day of my life. <laughs> I love Yo. that. You, you just, so like, you know. just, wanna, just so you know, before we go anywhere, this is the most important day of my life. I just want you to know that. And then he's just like, I just, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm not special. And he's like, well, you are special. And he's like, I am special. That's what it, see what it says right here, special. And that's to get you special. I'm special. Ooh. 10K at this door. Bottle. And then he just like, just flat out says it. Like, <laughs> 10K once a month. Here's the drop off spot. Bye. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, then man. he goes home. He burns the coat, which burns is like, damn. And they show Doesn't the wife as he's doing it. It's like she's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't like this. <laughs> like we see her starting to feel like, okay, I don't like this. But then I don't think this is right after. But when we they start investigating him, and we see him, he's still passing out turkeys. <laughs> they left a live turkey on Josh yes. Brolin's doorstep. A live. Bro- Turkey and then blew that car up, bro. On Thanksgiving, oh man, I was like, that was so hard, bro. I mean, the one thing I thought was scary, and I think it's a scene or two after this, um, is when rapper Ti is acting in a scene with Denzel. Damn, um, rapper Ti. What? What I say? What I say? You you referred to him as rapper Ti, which this is Tip Harris. Tip Harris was in this movie. No, I'm saying the rap, you know, rubber band man. No, this rubber- is Tip Harris, right. the actor. No, 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 I was saying the urban, oh, like, you say. the urban legend. <laughs> no, I was just saying the urban legend, you know what I'm saying, was in the scene with Denzel Washington. And I think that was very scary about that scene is like, this dude could have been a baseball player, like, I guess potentially playing for the Yankees. And he's like, no, nah, I want what you got. And it's so interesting because I feel like that is the trend 
when it comes to you know drugs and and inner city things where it's like yo man that that other stuff is cool but like this this other money seems so glamorous it seems so like i can be a tough guy and you know rapper ti was supposed to be like super young in this movie i'm assuming and you know you can see in denzel face he's like yo i don't want to put this on rapper ti like that okay you know, rapper Gerard, TI, there's just uh, rapper so TI much shade should... every time you say what? <laughs> rapper ti and i just I'm a fan. first off rapper ti is one of my favorite wow. rappers of all time <laughs> all right. what, what, what am it's i doing nobody... Why y'all make... what am i doing nobody refers to him as rap. even people who are talking about his rap career don't call him rapper ti only because i'm talking right. about in the i want to make sure people know in the movie if i say like ti they like what's happening and I'm like, no, rapper T.I. is in the scene with Academy okay. Award winning Denzel Washington. <laughs> well, anyway. I liked T.I. in this. I thought, I thought he was fine. We, we missed the um, one of my favorite scenes of all time. Uh, they're having this party. Oh, yes. Cousin Jimmy over here freaking strung out with another, with his friend who is also strung out, who's a cop. And they're just like playing around, joking. And then he like feels up this guy's girlfriend um, or maybe prostitute. Who knows? But anyway, fills up this woman. And he's like, why you do that, man? He's like, what, what? And then he shoots this guy in the leg. Everybody's, oh, snap. (laughs) Yo, and Denzel runs, goes over, takes him, bangs his head against the piano, and then just starts slamming his head. With the top of this piano, so my man, you don't gotta ruin your piano like that. That's his cousin. That's a grand piano. That was his cousin, and he did no, that for everybody. He said, "They said that's your cousin." He said, "That's my driver." Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, no, not his driver. He said, that's your driver. Dri- that's your driver. Yeah, that's your driver. That was what he that's said. your driver. Yo, that's your driver. That was some Yo. of the wildest thing ever. That's your drive. The only thing I didn't get was the this, the transition of this. Because right after that happened, he said, from now on, nobody talks to me directly, everybody. like Because it, it seemed like this just felt odd. Because it seemed like Huey was fucking up, too, right? And had yeah. been consistently fucking up. And then he was like, from now on, nobody talks to me directly. They talk to Huey first. It felt like a weird move. I think, like... Huey had been messing up and he was like trying to get on the most, but he's just like, this is the closest person I could trust outside of the accountant. And like his one, um, his one like muscle man was like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta like, you gotta talk to him. Nobody else talks to me. Cause you all are sloppy, you know? Um, yeah. It's just a way of like adding a level of protection, but that's the, that, the thing that Frank doesn't have the Italian mob does is like legacy. It's like generations yeah. of this. He's yeah. doing it to start off. But the thing is the cops, like when, when the Italian mafia started, it was so much harder for police to crack down on organized crime like this. They just did not have the tools to be able to do it. Whereas when Frank is starting in the seventies, there's way more tools. There's phone tapping. You know what I mean? There's like, there's way more money and resources uh, there's like all of this like extra science like stuff and yeah so yeah it was it was like a lot it's like just a lot harder because he doesn't have the like levels of organization that other the other crime bosses did which which is another testament to how incredible it was that he was able to make so much money 
to get to the level where Natalia Ma boss basically talks to him and they instead of trying to kill him, they just try to they try to work with him. Yeah. Um uh so that was like, yeah, that's the oh right. But right after it, he was just like <laughs> that dude was like trying to take out the blood in his and his he's like, hey man, hey, you blotched that. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, twenty thousand dollars. You blotched that. Twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> and when he smacks that like what, like <laughs> that like wine, so, like the, it's like an ice uh, container. Ice so they keep throwing. Take the glasses off. Takes the glasses, throws them into the container, and then throws. Them, <laughs> fully showering one of his cousins, like Yo, fully I love covered. It. Bro, I love come it. on, man. Also, also, it's another scene I think is really, really good. It may not be the next scene, but like one of the next two scenes is like when he's riding with his brother in the car. And they got to go shake down, or they try to go tell Cuba to change the name of like uh, Blue. What was it called? Blue. Blue, Blue Magic. Magic. And he's and, like and he's name. cutting he's like a brand it up name, like Pepsi, and baby. selling it. Which even that, like as far as I know from other drug movies that I've seen, even that is an offense. All he wanted him to do was change the name, though. He change wasn't. He wasn't mad at him for reselling his own product but he was mad that he was calling it blue magic right that i was like oh wow he's because the brand way name, more baby, it's like pepsi it's like is it you know what I'm it's, it's, like, like, it's like pepsi it's like pepsi man it's a brand name and it's so funny because in the car you know he's riding with uh cheer for and cheer for like yo i got some in the, in the in the trunk which is like why are you driving around with it in the trunk and i'm like oh that's his little brother okay he ain't gonna kill his little brother but when he starts banging my man's head into the uh, the window, and then there's a shot just straight forward looking at Cheer 4 with a bloody nose, and you just see Denzel's face, I mean, Denzel's fish just come into the, the shot and well, just knocks him out. I was like, The second he said it's in the trunk, I was just like, You dumbass. Like, you, like, <laughs> why? Are you doing? But, I, but I was also like, I, but I was also like, Denzel, bruh, like, or Frank, like, you're brother has been messing up like why why did you put him in this position like he's not good at this (laughs) also you took your cousins from north carolina and was like yo come up here to new york and let's do this drug thing real quick like that's some wild shit man like like that's like starting a business with niggas who ain't never studied anything to do with your business you know it's like i'm teaching you as i learned from some other dude the the whole situation was wild. Um, I will say this though, that scene with uh, Denzel when they shot at him and his wife, shot at my wife. Um, it was so interesting because the whole time I'm like, yo, Denzel doesn't have a lot of security, man. Like, Frank, where's your where's your goons? Where your goons? Where your goons? He he was so confident that people wouldn't try to kill him, which is usually what it is. It's just like they're like. They breed. They breed this atmosphere of fear. So you think if you try to kill this person, like you're gonna die, which was like kind of true. If you get like if he found out who tried to kill him, all those people were gonna be dead. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't. He never finds out. Uh, yeah. Even that scene with the dude, like, what? Yeah. What do you guys think about that scene where he goes to the the guy's house, like the Italian mobster's house? Uh, with those dogs. Yeah. The Oh wait with the dogs. Oh what's the, the scene? First scene 
when he when he first goes there, um, uh, I was like, I was shocked. Like I was shocked at like his his reach. You know, like he's you know having that having that conversation, having that sort of battle, uh, not battle, that sort of um, turf business discussion. Uh, I thought that was dope. But then when he goes back to him and asks, "Was it your man's?" And he doesn't know. It's like, oh no, uh, uh-uh, come on, <laughs> come yeah. on, you don't know. <laughs> like, you got to kill you, him too. I'm sorry. You re- exactly. It's like you really, if you if you don't know, if you're telling me and, and I'm Frank, then you don't know. I got to kill you. I got to kill you and everybody. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody. He says that. He's like, should I just start? Going to homes and shooting a bunch of people—is that what I should do? Like, I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'll just start killing everybody. Is that is that what I should do? You're like, damn, dude. Yo, gotta make a I point. Don't feel safe. They tried to kill my wife. Like, <laughs> on Christmas or some shit, right? That's the wild thing about it. It was like Christmas time. Like, that's so. Yo, I felt so bad for her. It was Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. He didn't go to his own club because, like, Nikki was out there, and then he just goes and just was just gonna pick up some Chinese. <laughs> That's it. And she's so like, I'm Kung staying Pao in the car. Some Kung Pao chicken is all he wanted, yo. That's all my man wanted. Oh, oh, with the God. yellow sauce, like with the yellow sauce. <laughs> we get this mundane guy. He just tries to order the. <laughs> but the thing that's so important about this movie is that it's hard for me because, you know, as we talk about this podcast, this dude. Frank Lucas was so important. Like, for real, for real. When you think about the lineage, again, I'm not trying to glorify, you know, you know, mobsters or any of these guys, but there's so many famous, famous, famous mobsters over the, over the course of, like, New York in particular. And, like, Frank Lucas at one point was bigger than everybody, but he's a footnote. And the only reason he's a footnote is because he's black. And I'm watching this movie, and it's so hard for me to, like... I mean, you guys heard me talk about how come we can have so many mobster movies but these gang our black gangster movies are seen as like subpar and the fact that the one we're talking about right now really shows the importance the 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 fortitude like the smarts of this black guy but yet this movie is shared with a white cop who's average and i'm not saying this is green book because it's not but when i compare it as i'm like i'm looking at green book and green book is a, a why are you calling him average like he is, he's an average dude. He's average. Like nothing about Russell Crowe and his character in this movie is above average. It's not like he's like solving a bunch of cases. It's not like he's really good with other cops or his wife. He's an average ass dude who tells you at the beginning of the movie, I go to that class every night and I have to talk in front of the room and everyone is smarter than me in the class. Like he says it, he lets you know he ain't that smart. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, this dude deserves to share the same amount of screen time as this black dude who has outsmarted everyone, and as what you know, uh, uh, Russell Crowe's character says in the movie, you represent change. You represent the new thing that is coming. And when I think about Green Book, which is a god awful movie, I'm looking at this black guy who has accomplished so many things, and this average as white dude who just drove him around. It's like how how do we uh, like how does this keep happening? And this is Denzel. This is the epitome of black actors. Like Denzel, and again, I love Russell Crowe, but like he has to share a movie with Russell Crowe. It's like it's again, insane. right? How many times this happens? This is the third time now. It's like what is happening? Like I just don't Denzel and Russell Crowe. And again, I like the two of them. And the thing, it's not even like I get to see the like Braylock brought up a good point about this is like 
could be a version of Heat. But the beauty of Heat is we get these dope-ass scenes with, like, um, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, but we don't see uh, uh, Russell Crowe or Denzel until the last 15 minutes of the movie. And some of that shit is, like, montage. So, I don't know. This movie's tough for me, man. It's, like, it's real, real tough. I I think it's a little unfair to say that Russell Crowe's character is average because that dude brought down not only Frank Lucas, but, like, all these corrupt cops that were in the city. Like, he was the person who took them all down. Well, this is my thing about that. that My, My thing is he took down the black dude. The black dude took everybody else down. Because the because because Denzel could have went after the mobsters. He was like, no, I want these cops. I want to take the cops out. And Denzel gave them everything. Denzel snitched. All Russell Crowe did was like, cool. Let me write down names, get the facts, and go do. Like he he did the bare minimum of cop work at that point. He took down the black guy, which yes was a big deal. He took down the black dude, and the black down the black dude took everybody else down. That's how I see it. Uh, okay, you can see it like that. He did have to have evidence on those on those people outside of just Frank Lucas, which he did. Like he he knew about that cop, like he knew about Josh Brolin, like he knew about some of these other people. It was just that you had to get like this person to like connect all the pieces, and that's what cops do. They flip they flip the the case that they got, and then they flip that to get somebody even higher up. And you know, anyway, I'm just saying. Like I agree that they shouldn't have concentrated so much on him, but. You know, that okay. dude like you right. He did right. something. Like it, it wasn't like he it wasn't it wasn't the same as Green Book where that dude literally did nothing. He just was a driver. Like that no, dude was You right. Truly you right. <laughs> you right. If this was fast food, this isn't McDonald's. Like he not a, like like Russell Crowe ain't McDonald's. Russell Crowe might be Shake Shack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, okay. it's a better burger. It's not the best burger. Yeah, but it's a good burger. It's a good burger. Like yeah, you're not yeah. gonna say no. It's a good burger. It's like you're not gonna say no. It's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so how how does the movie how we get to the end? Because uh, basically, they flip uh, they flip cousin Jimmy. Cousin he Jimmy shoots his girl. Shoots. <laughs> oh my goodness! They're like staking out all these people's places because they know who they all are. Uh, and then yeah, cousin Jimmy shoots this <laughs> what, when. Just like running outside, which is the second time he shot somebody that we've seen, uh, like in public, uh, immediately gets ar- arrested, and they're like, you know, maybe you beat this, but word will get out. Your cousin's probably going to kill you, so you might as well just be a rat. Um, yeah. And he does. And I, I didn't understand it because I thought a long time ago Frank was like. Your this dude needs to stop being your driver, but I guess his brother just never listened to him because he still was this dude's driver. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, wait, I like, was he? he? I thought he. I thought he. I thought that no, he was just. No, oh, remember there was a there was a like a couple like maybe a couple of scenes later there was a shot of him still driving him around with like a broken eye like a messed up eye or something like that. Yeah, uh, okay. so he never fired him. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And then, <laughs> Allowed him, allowed him to get real close, or like basically was saying everything Frank was saying out loud. <laughs> to write it down. Um, to write it down. And then they figured out that it was a military plane. Uh, and so Frank had to go back because the war was ending. So he was about to lose his complete supply. Like he didn't know what was going to happen. So he ordered the most drugs he's ever ordered. Um, and 
doing this literally as as people are like fleeing Saigon, which is <laughs> yes, incredible. Yes. <laughs> that he goes to Vietnam while the war is about to end <laughs> to get these drugs. I love that that the meeting with the uh, the the drug dude in Vietnam and the guy was like, "It's not. This isn't in my best interest to say this, but like, you ever thought about quitting while you're like quitting while you're yes. ahead is not the same as quitting." <laughs> Um, which was cool. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they go and they like, they get a search warrant for that place. They rip everything apart and they can't find the drugs. They rip apart the, and then they try to like open, they open a coffin and they like open the body and they see the body in there. And then this dude just throws in, he's like enough. And then we get one of the most acting, acting scenes. Um, but I loved it. Yo, it it was like. (laughs) Like, he was just cursing him out in this whole scene. This movie is just, you're right, it's just actors chewing up scenery, yo. Like, really just. And it's like, you mean to tell it. me a nigger's gonna do this? I was like, yeah, wait, is this scene <laughs> like, supposed to be this intense? bigger than the mob. It's like, what? Has it done, yeah. has it accomplished what the Italian mafia has <laughs> in a hundred years? I was like, what is happening? Like, everybody's like, yo, I'm about to get an Oscar. I'm getting an Oscar for this. I'm getting an Oscar. It's so real. Everyone was like, let me try. Let me take take this shot. The ball's in my hand. I'm about to take this shot. The only person person who has subtle acting in this whole movie was Ruby. And that's why she, you know what I'm saying? She's the only one who literally just lived in the scene and was like mad, not screaming the entire monologue. Rapper T.I. though. Don't <laughs> give me that face. Reverend T.I. had some subtle acting. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Fine. He did. Um, but he did. Uh, they follow They follow the coffins to this place, and then they see these people taking out garbage bags, and they're like, that's got to be the drugs. They follow that all the way back to the projects. Uh, this is when I thought, and, and I didn't yeah. see what the outcome was. Did rapper T.I. get shot up? Maybe he was the only one. I don't remember what happened to him at all. Because he was who they followed. Like, he was who was drop, making that delivery. And oh. we see them We see them catch um, Huey, Chiwetel's character. Yeah. But, and we see a few dudes get shot up. He might have been one of them, but I, there was so much chaos that I fully missed. I don't think he died. Okay, but he might have gotten shot. But yeah, so many a bunch of people died. I don't. It didn't look like any cops died. No, they I think the do. cops got through. Only the black ones. They never do. <laughs> Not saying I want cops never die. died. Not saying I want cops to die. I'm just saying if it's a shootout, the black people going to die. The cops going to survive. So. Oh, the hey. moment when. The moment when scared, the RZA comes out and he's like, it's me, baby. It's me, baby. It's Junebug, baby. I was like, oh. <laughs> also, did anyone realize that the RZA uh, had his uh, Wu-Tang tattoo out the entire time? <laughs> I was no. like, yo, y'all just y'all ain't gonna put no makeup over this Wu-Tang. It says Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did not Amazing. see that. I'm so mad at this. Yo, when you first see, it's so blatant when Russell Crowe first puts the team together. And, like, he is there in a cutoff. And they keep <laughs> moving the camera around the team. And it says Wu-Tang. And I'm like, bruh, Rizzo got mad close-ups, dog. 
no one thought to take out this motherfucking tattoo? Nah, he probably forced them to keep it. And it was they, like, hey, man, it's Vietnam. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, this action scene was really, I thought it was really good, this action sequence. It was intense. It was like very tense. It was very oh, tense. Yeah. And we get the, we get the, the chase scene with Chutuel and he, uh, he gets taken down. And uh, I do, I did actually really enjoy the like final confrontation scene where he just comes out of the church and literally everybody, <laughs> there's nobody out on the streets and the other cops close the door and he's just like looking at him and he's like looking to the side. He sees the cop there. He sees the cops down there. And he's just kind of like looking at this guy like, huh? Okay. <laughs> You okay. Got we'll but, see what's up. Okay, so then in the court, uh, Russell Crowe is still like, all right, uh, still mumbling his way through it. But then when they cut to this scene afterwards, <laughs> and as far as we know, the trial is still happening. <laughs> it is still happening. And Frank just walks in like, okay, all right, give us a minute. <laughs> what? Look. He just walks I pay you in. By the, I pay you by the hour, not the minute. Yo, Hilarious. <laughs> he's yeah. his shirt's off. He's wearing a t-shirt. He just walks. <laughs> would you do it again? So you you uh you denied a million dollars, but would you my what I'm asking is would you do it again? You know? This is many, many bills later, <laughs> many child support payments later, you know? I don't know, things change, people change. <laughs> Yo, that's real. He just flat out bribes this dude. And then like Wait, what's the thing that he says when he hits the coffee cup? <laughs> I think it was about, I don't like Yeah, because they just, they know. keep passing the coffee cup back and forth. And I missed the first instance of it. Well, oh, yeah, they he have smacked two it out coffee the first cups. Time. And he smacks his own coffee. He's like, man, I don't give a damn. And then he just smacks his coffee cup. <laughs> oh, oh, it was about the cops. It was about the cops. It was about the cops. It was like, yeah. um... It's about him selling out the cops, and then he smacked it, and then told him the story about how um, the cops who were actually uh, KKK members uh, lit. I mean, um, basically shot his. Oh my god! In the mouth, yeah. in front of him. I look like real. I was looking him up. I was looking up um, Frank Lucas, and the story's real. It was like the police who were KKK members, and they did it. And it's like because they thought he looked too long. He looked sorry. They thought he looked too long in a longing in a longing way at a white woman. And I was like, bruh, they shot a 12-year-old. They tied him up and shot him with a shotgun. That's that and that was the shit. And that was just the for looking, just for whistling, just for saying hi, don't do shit. We're, gonna, we're going to brutally murder you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he's like, and, uh, and then he, and yeah. he didn't snitch. He did justice, okay? People like... That would have been considered a snitch. I'm like, nah, man, get them motherfuckers out of here. No, it okay. was definitely justice. And the movie was like, this is justice. The movie this wanted justice, us baby. to feel like that's what was happening. Gave up all the, uh, gave up all the cops. I'll take them too. I'll take them too. I wish, saw, I, wish, um, I wish we would have saw... I wish we would have saw... Wait, no, he didn't make it out. Never mind. Sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot. I forgot we saw him like get out and just stand there. We saw him yeah, get you keep out. forgetting yeah. that the actual last shot of the movie is him, <laughs> <laughs> him getting out. Getting out of jail. I mean, 1991. You, I mean, he got 15 you, years. I mean, you know what? I feel like you guys are like skipping around on parts. I feel like the last part is Russell Crowe leaving, but 
Tomato, tomato. You know what I mean? Tomato, tomato. It's not. Mm, no, 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 no. You say tomato. <laughs> I say tomato. It's cool, man. There's no judgment. What? Like everybody can do what they want. You know. No one says okay. And and again, like I think for me, you know, if I'm talking to Hollywood, hey, hey, listen, all right. Why y'all get that black man so much struggle when he wanted to direct this movie? Like for real, for real. Y'all put Anton Fuqua through all that to direct this movie. We didn't tell. Did we oh, tell James people about this? Oh no, oh, no. no. Please, please, John, break down what Antoine Fuqua had to go through before he was fired. Antoine Fuqua was supposed to direct this movie. It was greenlit. What? uh, And they canceled it four weeks before production, uh, citing numerous issues um, about how, oh, it was over budget and this and that. The first budget was 80 million, then it went to 93 million. Anton Fuqua wanted to shoot it in New York. They wanted to shoot it in Toronto. Blah blah blah. blah. All this, uh, and he wanted like some notable actors like Ray Liotta and John C. Riley in minor roles. Uh, and he had Denzel Washington already. It was actually going to be Benicio del Toro to play um, Russell Crowe's role, uh, but then they fired him four weeks before shooting began, and then canceled the production. Uh, and then it, but it got for what for for inflating the budget? That's it. The budget ended up being but, higher. Uh, they also said like he wasn't prepared. They said like he wasn't prepared, uh, and they. I mean, but they cited creative differences. That was uh, a yeah. that was the stated reason. But creative. I don't know, man. It seems like some of this stuff that they were complaining about, you know. Really, Scott got to do anyway. They definitely shot in New York. Yeah. <laughs> the budget uh, definitely went up. The The budget went to $100 million, um, And they got big-name actors in a bunch of small roles. So, you know, that's how they do. This that's is some old bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and it Tom is. Fuqua could have directed it. But yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And it would have been go a go different ahead. movie. It would have been a different movie. But you know what? This this podcast, you know, isn't about that kind of thing. We're not trying to it's take not. down anybody. We're not, even though they deserved it. So, so Hollywood, all I'm simply saying to you is, look, man, if you're gonna make a movie about a, a, a black person of importance, whether it's like good or bad, of importance, you know what? Just make the movie about that black person. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't make it about him, and you know. The 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 dude who sold him the hot dogs on the corner. We don't care about that dude. We care about that black person who did something, who actually was an overachiever, whether it was good or bad. But he proved he was smarter than everyone else. Don't make the movie about the dude who has an average burger. Okay, we're not making average burger, dude. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't go to your auntie's or your grandma's house or your mom's house because you want an average ass meal. You go there because you want a home cooking. You want the good stuff. You don't want that fast food shit. All right? No offense to Russell Crowe, but his character was fast food, okay? Fast food. Denzel was Sylvius in Harlem in 1978 when it was super good, when Sylvia was in the kitchen cooking her goddamn self. All right? Don't give me that nasty, watered-down chicken. Don't get me started. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know what I realized while I was watching it? You know, it's like what was crazy was like, because I'd never seen this movie before. You know, this is my first time seeing it. And it has like a clear beginning, middle, and end. And like, you sort of like track what's going on with um, the protagonist and the main focus of the movie. 
and like the ending very much like is something that builds out of what happens in the beginning. Hancock's not very good. Yo, what, <laughs> yo, what is this? Hancock's thing? like not a good, yeah. like it's not a super good movie. Like, uh, there again, there was plenty of stuff that I liked about it when I when I when I saw it, but like. I just oh, I just don't get how they get to the end like in the beginning. Oh, it just boy. doesn't seem like it tracks really. Here we go. It's all really right, crazy. It's time for the cause. <laughs> Wait, is that gonna be the new bit? You just talk about uh, all the... that makes me so mad. All right. We rate uh, review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel the film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. Okay. Feel like it somewhat helped the cause, give it a white palm. I feel like I don't know if this movie helped the cause at all. We don't give it anything. All right? Count three. Raise up our ratings. Here we go. One. <laughs> two. Three. Did you do anything? Uh, Did you do nothing? <laughs> I, I was like, you can't give it nothing. That doesn't make any sense. I know. I know. This is my thing. So the reason I couldn't give it nothing is because they put it. a lot of black actors. In, like this is one of Idris's, you know, first big movies. You know, same with Chia Four, so I respect it for that. As far as and I, I'm a really Scott fan, you know, um, it's just hard because I don't think this movie did justice to Frank Lucas's story. I don't think yeah, it gave Denzel a platform, but I do think um, Anton Fuqua would have been so much better suited to direct this movie. It's like it just. I don't know, man. I, I'm just not on board. Uh, not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this for me, I gave it a fist because I, I actually not not knowing that Antoine Fuqua story. I mean, like, I maybe it does deserve l- slightly less than a fist for that firing because that is sort of best fucked up. Uh, but in terms of just the black actors in it, I mean, my goodness, it's everybody has everybody has, it gives, it it gives some people, um, a chance to be in a movie that has some shine on it. Uh, uh, people that we've looked up to for a long time that don't always get this kind of, uh, opportunity. Um, Malcolm Goodwin is somebody who I'm a, I'm a big fan of. He plays the, the, the cousin. It was great to see him in this from Santiago Hudson, like all of these other people who like around Denzel, who, uh, just got to be in these like really fun scenes and in this movie with prestige. I mean, it fucking sucks that the Academy uh, is was being the Academy about this movie and like and didn't give it the credit that it that it deserves in that light. But um, I mean, just this was act, black acting excellence, and I think it deserved a fist for that. Okay. Yeah, I'm I gave it a fist. <laughs> 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 I think it's fine. Two black fists in a palm. I think that feels right. I gave it a fist because, you know, we do get some, you know, Chattel gets to do leading movies after this, right? He um, is definitely a big up for him. It, it helped Idris. Uh, Common and T.I., I mean, this is the first time I feel like they were uh, in um, films, maybe, right? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think exactly so. Like right, a big one. C.I. might have been. Oh, he was in Atlanta. He was in ATL already. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just like helped those them out and yeah, they're rappers, but they you know, they've been they be acting in a lot of stuff, so uh yeah, yeah, yeah. man, you know. 
Two Blackfists and a Palm. That makes sense. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for, for listening. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. Links to our merchandise, like T-shirts and stuff like that. Uh, you're probably maybe not getting that right now because it's Corona time and <laughs> ain't nobody got no money. But uh, uh, I get that. Uh, we got a Patreon that's uh, we're no longer doing new episodes on, but there's a year's worth of episodes on there. If you ever want to check that out, yep. follow me at John Braylock, JohnBraylock.com. Oh, also, if you haven't watched Astronomy Club and you're like, oh, right, Astronomy Club. It's on Netflix. Hey, man, you got time to do it. Go ahead Facts. and check that out. Watch it two times. Watch it three times. Watch it four times. Hey, uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. Uh, watch all that at Young Dylan on Nickelodeon on Saturdays at 8.30 and 9. It's not every week, but you know what I mean. Check your local listings. Ooh, okay. Uh, you can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Just shout me out because a brother is bored when he be walking around L.A. with his mask and gloves on. Also, if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll re- read your reviews on the air. This one is by Two Tuan, numeral two, T W U A N. Okay, Roman numeral in the two, name. Two Tuan, <laughs> Two Tuan. Uh, I didn't say Roman numeral, but sure. Uh, okay, uh, this okay. one says. Uh, that's right, he did. He said numeral two. <laughs> this one says, first time, long time. Been listening since day one, back on Headgum. Look where y'all are at now. Congrats. I must oh. say, y'all remind me of. TMNT, a.k.a. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. John it's three of us. is clearly Leo. Oh, no. Get the fuck! John is clearly Leo, the honorable Everything leader. Everything is Whenever fine. Whenever he wasn't running the show, the podcast <laughs> wasn't the same. <laughs> Leo's, Leo's bitch ass. <laughs> Giraffe. Leo's bitch Giraffe is, is the always angry Raph. I'm offended. I'm offended. Sometimes I'm offended. I can't help but agree, but bruh. <laughs> and James, he comes in with the wisdom in between the two, like Donnie, then always goes right back to bring the jokester Mikey. Hey! That being said, y'all are killing it. it, and I, I hope y'all it. keep doing your thing. I know y'all do it. <laughs> Take request. I know y'all... I think he meant don't like take requests. Wait, I know y'all doing take requests like that, Mm-mm. but we ain't doing taking requests like that, right? But the raid redemption it made its money back and then some. Okay, that's the sequel the to raid the raid redemption. Okay, here's what I gotta say though: not to throw a wrench in the gears. My man hit the nail on the head with that Mikey though, you know, because your boy. <laughs> I think he was but, cracked all around. Yeah. But I, no, 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 is, no, first but, off. But Raph is the leader in the current uh, TMNT but that's, TV but, show. But that's in the TV show. That TV show, no offense, is not the Turtles. Okay, Damn. It's not the Turtles. <laughs> it's not. It's just like, it's, it's not the Turtles. Not. I got two Turtle posters in my house, okay? First off, I'm <laughs> offended. Right. No, 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 okay, John. Raph. No, 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 John. This person, wasn't it Two Trail? Is that mm-hmm. this person name? Two Trail? Don't mistake passion for anger, Two Trail. Okay, that's but you just sound, right, you sound like Raph. Raph no. would say that would be a no. line Raph no. would say. No, 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 James. That's no, no, that's not what he was saying. That, I'm not doing this with y'all. I'm not doing this with y'all. Okay. All right. And don't try well, to be calm, John. Don't try to be calm. Let me sit there with your little smile and shit, struggling. I mean, as a leader, you gotta uh, wow. you gotta be calm about these things. All right. We'll see you. Uh, 
We'll see you next week when we we review The Farewell. Be safe, people. Fight the apocalypse. All right. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Mm-hmm.